リンクスタート先輩先輩チーズライダーやディズリスコミーラビンのハダイシステウェットフォーハーシャディソコワイエウェダイフォーハーライダンワチンタイオーダータイウェフ What up, weebs? And welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. Oh, fans, it is an honor, a distinguished privilege, and an absolute mensch of a time to be here with every single one of you. Thank you for staying tuned every single week via the podcasting platform or on YouTube. You are appreciated and loved more than I can ever possibly explain to you, but just know it's fathomed and duplicated and also appreciated in every way possible. Because if I was to do a show for you guys, not only do I make sure to give you all of my love, my positivity, my sunshine, and all of my good stuff because you guys deserve to have a better day. I make sure to bring everything in all of me every single time I record one of these shows. Do you want to know why? Because it's quite simple. I don't do this just to do this. I do this because I was bred and made to do this. Some people want to act like they're something they're not. Some people want to justify in saying that they were, oh, you know, it was my life's work to get into this field. No, it's not. You fell into it, but it's okay because I'm here to prove that entertainment as a whole is coming back. There are talented people out there, people. People who deserve to have the spotlight, people like myself who have no ego and don't even care about being famous, it's about giving you your value back. And any second you spend watching this show is not only going to make you feel something, make you get excited, possibly even get you a little riled up in the ranchievo huevos and get you a little upset. That's okay because I want to inspire passion. Whatever spectrum it may be, just don't let your emotions control you. Use them as the captain to the plane you are flying. <laughs> so I hope you guys are doing well. Shout outs to all the Patreon family members out there. The brand new episode that is live of the review of Cyberpunk Edge Runners is up there, and it's by far one of the best work we've ever done. So you can make sure to find that. And also, the spring season has sprung. So the most recent podcast we did was talking not only about a lot of the stuff that's happening. Happening in spring, but everything that has been connected to it and all the greatness of the animes that are happening right now. So make sure you guys check that out if you have missed that as well. So there's a lot of stuff that has been happening this spring season, like Hell's Paradise. Can we just talk about the fact that it is now Attack on Titan Paradise? Can we talk about that? How is that all of a sudden now that we're on this island of we don't know if it's neither hell nor heaven, but we're figuring it out as we go? The fact that there is these giant Hinduist almost fish head looking things that are like deities they have no innards but they're like titans almost and all they want to do is destroy you but somehow they talk as well and now there's bakugo with a side ponytail like anakin from star wars in this show too i don't know what's going on but i'm absolutely loving every second of it i have been a huge supporter of hell's paradise i still am going to go on here on par and on the stage and tell you that i think it's the anime of the season even though there's some you know closet ones that i'm a big fan of like vinland saga and uh there's some other ones as well but they're kind of leaving my mind at the moment but i'm pumped the shows have been great this season has showed me that anime is here to stay anime is not playing around and it only makes me more excited to see the greatness of things to come just like solo leveling to see if they can actually do it justice and make that show the transitional standpoint of the adaptation justice to make sure it's actually a good watch i'm very excited and hope it does well just like i got a shout out here spice and wolf if you guys don't know 
It's time you know. Spice and Wolf was announced that they are getting a complete rework and remake for the anime side. I am a huge fan. It is the first anime tattoo that I got on my arm as well. That's kind of hard to show you as we're doing this, but I am a lover and a supporter of it. I think it's one of the best couples of all time, one of the best fantasy slice of lives that were based on economics. I cannot wait for the remake to come out. Had to shout it out because it deserves its light. So now I thought to myself with today's show, why don't we do something fun? And so on my TikTok side, which did blow up for a little bit there, I had this one segment that a lot of people enjoyed. It was called Rate That Anime, where I would bring to you an anime and I would rate it distinguishedly, critically, and almost extremely biasly, but I would make sure to give you a just rating of it and to kind of either entice you to watch it, maybe inspire you to watch it again, to maybe validate things you think about it, or maybe make you stand up and defend it because I say something you're not a fan of, or to stay from it, away from it entirely. <laughs> but I wanted to bring that and start adding that to the segment of the Anime Senpai Podcast because this show is a form of expression and also it's an ever-growing platform where I'm going to constantly grow and adapt and mold and find new ways to make this engaging and inspiring and also fun because if we're not having fun doing this, again, why am I doing this? I don't just do things to do things. So this is going to be fun. This is going to be the first ever edition of me bringing to you myanimelist.com and what we're gonna do is every time I do uh, rate that anime I'm gonna have a certain type of I guess you could say like genre for it for the animes that I'm reviewing so what we're gonna do in today's episode I'm gonna go down from top to as far as we get within this episode of all of the most popular shows on myanimelist.com so now the show itself that are gonna be in here they're the most rated and watched. So that's why it has millions of users on here that have all added it to their watch list or currently watching, whatever. So it's populated from number one all the way down to, I think, 50, I believe so, on the website of the most popular shows on the platform. And it's a big platform. If you've never heard of myanimelist.com, it's basically a free site you can use to compile everything you have done to watch within your viewership of anime. You can use currently watching, planning to watch, uh, have watched, and you can rate it after that too and see where it sits amongst your peers within the anime world. I think that's sensational and also very dope. So I wanted to have some fun and what a better way to do it, you know? And like a future one we'll do will be like, rate that anime Netflix edition, rate that anime, I don't know, Hulu edition or even Amazon Prime because there's some secret gems within those. So this is going to be fun. I think it's about time I bring this to the podcasting side because on TikTok, three minutes is not enough time for me. If you know me by now and know how much I love to do what I do, three minutes is not enough time. I have a lot to say and a lot of things to talk about. So if you're only going to give me three minutes to do it, I'm not no three minute millimeter Peter, okay? I'm somebody who likes to make deep and consensual love. Consensual being the most important one. I like to take my time. I take you to pleasure town, like Ron Burgundy would say. Take me to pleasure town. Oh, we're going there. As I'm playing my sax flute. (laughs) Or jazz flute, whatever it is. This is gonna be fun. So before we go through the list, we have to do something we do every single day month and as we turn the calendar from springeth wait no it's still springeth from april wait january february march april may oh my god it's already may where's the time go well as we switch the calendars from april to may i like to go back and look at the statistics because i have a crack staff of people who go through every single download within the entire world which is me and i go through every single one and chronologically log them in the database from the most listened to countries and states within the united states which is all me 
I don't have a crack staff. How about we do this? Let's all get together and do my favorite thing that we have. Weaves all around the world. You know who you are because I shout you out for listening to the show. And sometimes some new ones pop up. And so I give them a little extra love. I like how I switched my tone there. I went sensual with you. I was a lost. Let's have some fun here. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go from all of the countries, the top five countries that listen and play the Anime Senpai podcast religiously and then end it with the top five states here in the hometown of the United States because that's where I'm doing the podcast from. So around the world at number five is Australia. Good day, mate. Down under. Put another shrimp on the barbie. How about this one? Yeah, cunt. <laughs> For some reason, that's like a stick out there. And my shout out to Australian Chris. He told me it's all about how you say it. So like when you go into a coffee shop and you want to get an iced coffee, you're like, hey, cunt, good day. Can I get an iced mocha? You know, something like that. So hopefully I did it right. It's probably not that great. But still, shout out to Australia at number five. At number four, Poland? Poland? Hello? Welcome in Wanderowski, or whatever his name is from the Poland national soccer team. I think it was Wanderowski or something like that. I have no idea. But Poland, yo, shout outs to you guys. I didn't even know I'm popping in Poland. Hello, good day. What does Poland even do? What is Poland's culture, heritage? I'm going to look into it now. So next time I do a show, I can shout you guys out justly because I like when I have my little wooden shoes when I do certain places like Sweden. You know, it's very weird that Sweden is not here. Number four is Poland. At number three, Canada. You guys are so nice. You make sure to play my tw- my show twice. Absolutely love you guys. Thank you for the plays out in Canada. At number two is the United Kingdom over in Britain. The tea has spilt. What's up? Can we talk about this stuff you guys have with beans on toast? Did you guys know this? So the UK, they do something called beans on toast. They literally put beans and like chopped hot dogs on top of toast and they eat it looks delicious <laughs> so shout out to the uk and of course number one the u.s the united states it's pretty cool to see that the hometown keeps me playing religiously as well so shout out to you guys so very quickly we'll go through the top five states here in the united states number five is utah come on down to utah we got a lot of rocks to look at i think i think so right utah rocks i don't know shout out to utah for number five at number four virginia take my virginity virginia West Virginia. It's just Virginia. Shoutouts to Virginia, number four. Number three is Texas, because I say everything is bigger in Texas. I'm talking about... <laughs> Oni-chan, yamate! Kodosai! <laughs> number three is Texas. Number two is Florida. Shoutouts to Florida, by the way. Y'all are... Crazy how this spectrum of political aspects switch from two to one, but two is Florida, one is California. I want to be your, ma- your ma- uh, mayor. No, I was your governor. I was Arnold Schwarzenegger and your governor. So, shout out to all of you guys around the world and in California. It is an absolute pleasure and honor to know that I can entertain you guys for a moment of your time or the entire podcast or YouTube video, whatever you're watching and supporting. I love you guys. I had to shout you out because that was one of my favorite segments. Weaves all around the world. You know who you are. So, now that we have done the the chores, I've shouted out everybody I needed to. We talked about everything that's happening. We shouted out somehow Bakugo in Hell's Paradise with the side Anakin ponytail. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. It's time to get into the first edition of Rate That Anime. MyAnimeList.com of the most popular animes. So, I made sure 
to have the website available. And what we will do is I will go down the list as the number one most popular and just keep going until time runs out. So we'll have some fun. I'll let you know what the show is, what it was rated on this listing, and also give you a description of how I do this. So for my personal tier setting of how I grade these shows is I go from an S tier to an F tier. S tier literally means peak masterpiece perfection there is nothing above an s tier that literally means you did everything and anything possible to make your show stand out above the cadence of the freaking mosh pit of shows fighting for dominance in this giant coliseum of death you're an s you are in a bracket and a tier setting of your own. It is very hard to ever even fathom the ability of getting an S tier rating from me. So this is going to be a lot of fun. And I already see a couple of them that probably are. <laughs> well, they're the most popular shows, okay? So I go from S to F in my tier rating. I'll do a brief description of the shows themselves and tell you things about them that I either saw as positives or negatives and have fun with it from a very analytical and extremely biased standpoint. So Let's waste no time and go from number one to infinity and beyond. The number one show on my anime list.net, I was saying .com, it's .net, is Attack on Titan, which released back in April of 2013. And it looks like this is just the first season, but I'm going to do the entirety of Attack on Titan because that's the way I go about it. Uh, there's a total of 3.7 million people that have rated this or said they have watched it or currently are watching, and it has a score of 8.53 out of 10. That is very impressive. So now, Attack on Titan, this show is just about to finally complete its adventure over the last 10 years. Aaron Yeager is one of the characters that has not only called to me as an individual, because of the multitude of things he has to go through and having to decide for himself not only what freedom truly is, but how to escape the indoctrination of this world, the crazy genocidal and racial tendencies that a lot of people suffer from because they are predisposed through their own nation's discrimination to embed these false attributes of opinions and virtues of false attributes to their nation of followers and it's disgusting. This show hit on so many levels of things I would have never expected. The fact that this show has deep political ties to the nation attributes of their own internal feuds with their own people, what happens on paradise and everything else outside of the world that is going on and these titans, are they really just giant naked people who only want to eat you or are they themselves people? I mean, there's so much connected to this story. It is literally a spiderweb effect. It is one of the greatest shows I have seen that has not only took you for an adventure from start to finish, but every single season you get introduced to, there is some sense of importance, urgency, and fear struck into you from a multitude of levels. The first time you get introduced to the female titan, which is a sentient titan that can think act and protect itself and can counteract against you when the entire thing you have seen up to this point are just mindless giant things that are just running at you with nothing but bloodlust of hunger that they can never fill in their stomachs wow i still remember within that first season when you get introduced to that female titan the sheer terror i felt as she's walking up to some of those guess you could say scouts and she is twirling one of the guys on his ropes like a hula like a hula hoop around her arm or a yo-yo 
His limp dead body flinging so fast, he was folded like a wet paper towel. It was, I still get shocks and chills thinking about it. It was petrifying. Because think about that from a live attribute. As me as a kid, I love Godzilla. I literally have Godzilla all over my walls because of how much I love the whole aspect of the narrative of a giant titan entity that's the protector of the world we live in. And as soon as we F up or something giant comes to destroy everything and mess with the balance of the world, the king himself comes to protect us all. How amazing is that? So to see the Titan element of these giant mindless people who just sporadically run around the world trying to eat and destroy everything was so engaging. The storyline itself and where this is about to end up, I don't even mind if they take a year to finish this last part of the final season part two, part three of the rebirth of the final season that we are going back to because we didn't have enough time to finish it. But then somehow, some way, when we started the first half of the final season, we went to CGI, but we got so much backlash, we had to stop and then pay our animators to finally go back to what we were doing the whole time. I don't mind if they take some time we've been doing this for over 10 years what's another year of a wait time does not exist so for me take as much time as they need i cannot wait to see how this ends will aaron destroy the world or will the world and his loved ones destroy him god what an amazing character aaron is probably the only character in history that has transpired himself and transcended and blurred the line between what a protagonist and an antagonist is because sure he's still the protagonist of the storyline but he's now the antagonist of the entire world it's incredible absolutely love him this show oh i can only say this because it's not finished right we still have one final piece to this puzzle I can't tell you how much I enjoyed a puzzle unless I finished it. If I'm missing a piece and the whole thing is almost done, it's an incomplete puzzle piece, right? I don't care if I have 499 out of 500 pieces. If I'm missing that one piece, it's not a complete puzzle that I put together. To me, I cannot give a show an S tier if it's still continuing. I just can't do it. It's not fair because something drastic could happen. They could literally come back with absolute CGI dreck and do something insanely stupid with this ending, which they're not going to. It's going to be sensational. But I'm just saying, it's an A+. Hear me out. I personally have it as one of the best animes I've seen in my life, without a doubt. It could take the spot of the greatest anime I've ever seen. And that says a lot. I've watched a lot of anime throughout my days, through all the passing of the moons. So to give a show like this an A+, Oh, that still means a lot. I think it is justly due. Because think about it. Are you going to pay for something that isn't complete? Like, are you going to order some food and get 95% of it? You're going to be like, well, what happened to the side of rice? Like, what happened to this? Like, some of us you might not bring it up, but it's still not a complete meal. Are you going to complete an entire uh, rating on a movie that the last 5% wasn't there? No, you want to finish the movie before you give it a just rating. I need to finish this show before I give it the stamp it does deserve. It is an S-tier anime. It's in the makings to be forever an S-tier show. But as of now, it's an A+. It has to be. I need to see this completed. I can't feel good and feel just in rating a show that I know is still continuing. Come at me all you want. You can defend it. It can be your favorite anime. You can say it's the greatest anime you've ever seen. I won't argue you. I'll probably agree and say it's going to be that level for me too. But I need to have a completion. I need to. You can't win a game unless you play the entirety of the transpiring time, right? Transpiring time. Four, four quarters of basketball. After three and a half quarters, you can't say, okay, the team wins. You got to play the whole game. So I'm excited. I think that an 8.3 is too low. I think that it should easily be a 9. 
but I understand how people rate these shows and stuff like that. It's a little biasly, like, you know, there's myself, but analytically speaking, this show, it's technically a masterpiece. Everything we've seen up to now, if you go back and watch the entire thing once it's completed, you will not argue that point with me. You might say there were some standstills. You might say there were some pointless parts, but if you really see and digest everything it's showing you, there is no wasted time in this show. Doesn't exist. So A plus for Attack on Titan. At number two, with a total of 3.6 million members and a rating of 8.62, which is higher than Attack on Titan, season one in this attribute, Death Note. Now, Death Note is probably one of my favorite shows I've watched. This show not only got me so excited to see how dark and dirty and evil and just downright unhumanly this show could get with Light Yagami and to see the introduction of the Death Gods, to bring in Ryuk from the Death God Valley, to come down with a Death Note notebook that literally says, Thou's name that shall be writteth into this booketh, if their faceth is in your mindeth, and you <laughs> write their full name down and have their face in your mind, they will die. What? Can you imagine that as like something going on in our world? That just shakes me to the core to know that a, a person that already has a very dark mindset on the world and sees people for what a lot of people are is just downright dirty. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. A lot of people are very selfish, are very egotistical, are very YOLO, solo dolo, my life, I'll do what I want, I only live once. Oh, that's very arrogant of you to say you only live once. How do you know? This is just the only one you remember, you know? Like, I think this show touched on such a dark attribute, and then also the mental chess game that gets played between Kida and Light Yagami and L, excuse me, Kida and L, the mind game that is played between these two and trying his best to cover his identity of Kida being really Light Yagami, which is the chief of police's son that's committing all of these mass murders and killing off all of these felons and all this stuff to bring almost panic and fear into the population and says, like, basically, the evil are punished while the good can live their lives. Being a god, in a sense. It was such a fun show. And this is a hot take as well. I actually enjoyed the second half of Death Note just as much as the first half. A lot of people will argue this, and they'll say as soon as uh, L is removed from the picture, and a uh, spoiler alert, I know, I'm sorry, but if you haven't seen Death Note by now, shame on you. I know there's a lot of new fans coming out, but something big happens to L. When something happens to him, and then the back half of the show introduces like Nero and other characters, and the story kind of progresses now where Kira has free range, and he can go bad shit, bonkers, crazy, and it shows you his downfall now because he gets too confident and lets in other people, which, uh, public service announcement, I'm just going to tell you this right now. As somebody who has worked with a lot of people in my life, as somebody who has done some business opportunities and stuff like that, the best person and the only person you will ever fully be able to trust in your life is yourself. I don't care if it's your significant other. I don't care if it's your wife, your mistress, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, whatever, your partner. I don't care if it's your family, your friends. I don't care what it is. The only person you will ever be able to 100% trust in this life is yourself. Remember that. Because if you allow other people into your life and allow them the ability to take hold of you and to use you, to manipulate you, or to gaslight you, or to let you down, it will happen. So remember, 
Everything that's done to you is your own doing. So do not blame anybody else for something that happens to you, okay? That's a very important uh, public service announcement. But Kira experiences this because Kira, a.k.a. Light Yagami, gets way too comfortable. And I mean way too comfortable. And he allows Misa Misa and this other dude who I never remember his name because he's basically just, whatever, fangirl. A lot of stuff happens. And to see his ultimate downfall and what happens to him if he's finally caught or not, it was well played out. And that second intro where it's just bad, bonkers, heavy metal, bad stuff, it shows you now his mindset. He is fully gone now. He is fully turned into Kita, and he is a lost soul. The show is sensational. From the attributes of the mental chess game played between the two big minds in this show, the ample ability to hype you up for a bag of potato chips, because I'm going to take a chip and eat it. I'll take a potato chip. It's insane. I love this show. I love everything about it. It's probably one of the best shows I've watched that kept me binging it because I was so excited to see what would happen next. It is absolutely an A-plus tier. It is not an S-tier because I can still see how some people would say that there is some imperfections with it, which I can understand. It's a big buildup for the L thing, and then after that happens, it's a big fall-off. It's basically the climax, and then after that is just the resolution, which you have to understand from a standpoint of building a storyline and how it works with like you know the plot setup, the, the rise to the climax, to the descent, conclusion. I get it. And I think that I can see why for a lot of people, they would say it's very jarring and also it takes away from a lot of the show for them. Me personally, I loved it even more. I definitely can see if people gave it an S tier. I absolutely agree with that. I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece personally because I think it should come back and be redone again. I would love to see it with some more fine-tuned animation style and to see what else is about it you know in the sense of like what else they can add to it with having some more backing i loved the dub side i watched the dub only i didn't care for the sub side if i find a good dub attribute i will stick to it it's an a plus a plus definitely close to an s tier i'd have to go back and watch it again because it's been about two years now i think since i last saw it but from everything i remember this show is amazing and the fact that it's rated higher than attack on titan is a little weird but you know hey that's why it's fun to be an anime fan, because we do some weird shit. Now, number three on this list. On the first ever edition of Rate That Anime, myanimelist.net, the most popular animes on this platform with the most following viewership currently watching and rated. Number three is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. This has a total of 3.1 million members, and it was Back in 2009, wow, 2009 this one came out. And Death Note was 2006, by the way, before I go too far. It has a rating on this platform as a 9.10. I think that's one of the highest on this platform. This show is an S tier. Absolute masterpiece. I think from every attribute, and I know from everything I saw, this show left you lacking on no side. It left you yearning for no more. It left you questioning nothing. It built up so well. It it carried through the entirety of the show. Edward, oh my gosh, and Alphonse, the two brothers, everything they have to go through with alchemy and them introducing this sense of equivalent exchange and the fact that if you don't give, you cannot receive. The whole attributes of them using this is almost like 
magic, but it's really cool because it's alchemy and using the materialism from the world to create and do this all this other stuff, to bringing in this dark-rooted conspiracy from the government standpoint, to even adding in the deadly sins that you can name, all seven of them. I don't know if I can off the top of my head. I'll try right now. Gluttony, pride, wrath, lust, envy, greed, sloth. I'm pretty impressed if I named all those right now. It's amazing. Father, the dwarf in a jar, the whole thing with the Philosopher's Stones. I loved the animation style back then. I love the story and how the ending, how it ends with this God-tier Super Saiyan fight. And it even comes down to this one scene where it's about equivalent exchange and giving something to receive and closing one door to open another. That was originally closed because you did some blood magic stuff you shouldn't have done. Don't bring people back from the dead, they're dead. <laughs> and don't freaking combine dogs with girls. Golly, man, that professor is one of the darkest dudes I've ever seen. And I've actually seen some cosplays of that chimera, chimera, of the little girl and the dog combined together. It's pretty dark. Like, I mean, pretty dark, but you know, it's neither here nor there. I think this show is fairly rated. I think it absolutely is above a nine. I think it's an S tier show. It's a masterpiece on a multitude of levels. Everything I got from this show when I first experienced it, this is one of the first shows that got me reintroduced to anime again after my long time off. I think I watched it back in 2010 now, 12 years ago, 13, geez. I think it's amazing. And it's so cool to think about how far this has all went and transpired because of the growth of anime and especially the transitional point from Full Metal Alchemist to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And the fact that the guy who did Full Metal Alchemist, the first one, also went on to do Boku no Pico, but that's a fun fact I wish I didn't know. So, yeah, on this list, we have two A pluses back to back and an S tier. Pretty safe to say that the three most popular shows here on my anime list. They're up there for a reason, and I can agree with them. So now, let's continue. At number four, a show that is somewhat new, a show that actually surprised me in some of the best ways because of its satire take on a type of genre that I think is way overplayed. I'm so tired of all of these freaking superhero movies now. I've had my fix. Like, I tapped out. I never even got into any of Gardens of the Galaxies. Endgame, I never got into any of this. I wish I could Thanos snap all of these movies away. Hot take, but y'all super fanatics of this stuff now. You look dumb, is all I'm going to say. Because the same kids like myself who grew up watching Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, all of these shows back in the day, uh, we were discriminated for. We were uh, talked down to in school settings and all that because we liked them and we had to hide it. The comic book reading, all that stuff. I mean, God forbid you ever watch anime. Holy moly, you're going to be in a trash can or have a wedgie so far up your butthole, you'll never be able to get it out until next March. The fact that so many of these people now who grew up and are trying to reconnect with their youth now, so they're going and taking their children to watch it and now they're super fans and they're telling everybody, oh, dude, Guardians of the Galaxy, the third one, I, I cried, dude. There was just so many emotional parts that like tapped into my inner chakra, you know? Like I had to rub my crystals when I got home and prayed to the ivy on my walls and said like, bro, this shit is litty, no cap. Dog, y'all look stupid is all I'm gonna say. It's way too outplayed. It's just like, uh, what is it called? The Fast and the Furious now? They're on 25 and they're in space. Like, what? Y'all are just dumb. Uh, again, like what you like. That's just my opinion. Uh, I personally think that, and this show number four, I haven't even told you yet, uh, One Punch Man. 
This satire on superheroes, which it was such a refreshing take to me because I have never been so involved with a superhero product since my you know childhood watching and everything. It's insane. It literally is so good because you have a character, Saitama, who is bald, skinny, looks like a nobody, looks like a guy you would walk by that is just a thumb thumb, right? Do you guys remember the thumb thumbs that was back in like Spy Kids? They just, they look like just these giant thumbs, uh, basically. He looks like a thumb thumb, right? Shiny bald head, looks like he has no personality, nothing, and he is the strongest person in the world, and his depth of strength is not known. Like, we really don't know how strong he is because he can never lose. He defeats everything in one punch. How cool is that? The story is so fun. I love seeing how he got his powers, which is so corny, by the way. It's like, I did a thou- I did 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, uh, a 10-mile run, uh, whatever it was. No AC in the summertime, no breaks. And it's like, it really shows you that this world is something that is obtainable for anybody. Because if you think about it, he didn't do anything special. So he has this like Padawan. It's his like, I guess you could say mentee, Genos, which is this like robotic guy that he's like an S tier hero when he goes into the, the hero league or A tier, whatever it is. He's super powerful. Like his Android body gives him abilities to do so many crazy things. And yet he is so inferior to Saitama and he follows him around. His yearning wish was like, teach me, sensei, what did you do? I need to know how you became so strong. And he's like, Genos, do you really want to know what I did? Yes, master. Pulls out the pen and paper, puts his glasses on. He's sitting there. He's like, tell me, what did you do? He's like, well, Genos, let me slide my no hair back. It's quite simple. 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups. 100 crushes, crunches, 10 kilometer run, in the summer, no breaks, every day, no AC. That's how you become the strongest. And he's like, you're trolling me, right? Like this is, how do the kids say this? You're, you're capping. I know you don't have anything on your head. You're capping, right? Unbelievable. The story depth line of seeing how they introduce you to more characters, more like villains and the things going on with like their type of devastation level when things attack them like dragon and tiger and all that it's a fun story it's a really fun watch i liked the second season even though it kind of fell off on the animation style and you're not really missing much if you don't watch the second season personally you know i am excited for the third season whenever it comes out it's really fun and the same creators of this are the same ones who did mob psycho so personally and on this platform for one punch man at number four on this list has three million members has a rating of 8.5 which is i think definitely applicable I'll give it an A. Not an A+, plus, not an S, but I'll give it an A because it is a fun watch. The show is a great time. It does fall off a little bit in the second season, personally. I, I feel like I wanted a little bit more because after the ending of season one and that giant fight he has with this like spa- this space god, almost, it kind of leaves you like wondering what's going on with this new guy they entered in, the white hair guy, forgetting his name right now. But it seems like the second season, personally, was a setup to what's to come in this third season. So it's a little bit more of a slower pace kind of a vibe. And I just, you know, I didn't care for it too much, but it's okay. I still give the show an A. It's still a fun watch. I'm excited for this third season whenever it comes out. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen One Punch Man, it's really, really good. Like, I mean, really good. Okay, let's continue this now. Now, number five on the most popular animes on myanimelist.net is none other than Sword Art Online, SAO. Came out in 2012, and it's only the first season rated on here. 
It's disgusting to see what this is rating. They have it on this platform as a 7.2. Uh, the lowest one I think that we're going to go through today. That is absolutely disgusting. I've said this previously before, and I will say this again. Sword Art Online is very overhated. Sword Art Online is the grandfather and the blueprint for so many isekais today and how a lot of shows do their depth level of putting you within a world of a world. It's almost criminal how many people hate on this because of the transitional point. It goes from this hardcore Aincrad setting of sword skills, fighting, climbing, people dying to Alfheim in the fairy world and people really not vibing with it because it seems like just like i told you about with death note after l it falls right well this is the descent from the climax you have to remember that they just try to give you a little something with that psycho guy that runs the company and austin has titties when she gets ripped off her top when she's chained up should have showed that but still uh <laughs> it's oh she yeah, yeah i think it's really cool the show is really well done I think all the way through, even though I wasn't a big fan of Gun Gale, and I really liked Alicization, especially the way that they set it up. The ending was a little weird, the whole space stuff, but you know, that's whatever. The show itself deserves to be more distinguished. There's a reason why it's one of the most known and watched shows in the world, is because of the amount of people who have been pulled to it, allured by it, have fallen in love with either Asuna or Yuna, Yuki, whatever. I mean, if you're somebody who likes... What's her name? Sinon from Gun Gale. It, it doesn't matter where you go, right? It's a low tier kind of a sense of a, you know, harem, but not really. I just think the storyline itself and me being a prominent gamer, loving games growing up. That's why I'm trying to beat this game called Life 2. It's almost criminal how much people hate on it just to hate it. It's just like One Piece. How many people, and it's criminals say this, love it just to sound like they're a part of the cool kids. The kids that are committed. The kids that can watch over a thousand episodes. Just finished my seventh year and I'm 520 episodes in. Can't wait for the next arc. Just saying. It's almost like it turned into a fashion statement and like a cultural stigma that if you like Sword Art Online, you have bad taste. And if you don't like it, but then you understand what's a good show and what's a bad show. It's criminal to me. And I think it's also disrespectful that this show that has done so much, and especially again with Kirito, finding a place he connects to, which is through one of those VR headsets that he straps on and it takes over all your senses and you go, Ling, start! And you get sucked into this world. No other show did that. I really hope you know that. This show was the first one to do it. So sure, it has its flaws. I wouldn't give this an S. I, I mean, I wouldn't even get it an A+, plus because, again, there's things I didn't personally like about it. I think it's a strong B+, plus, honestly. And it's it's close to an A for me. It's just a B+, plus because, again, I didn't care for Gun Gale. I didn't like how Kirito folded and, like, was starting to have his withdrawals. Like, I can't believe I killed all those people from Laughing Coffin. You had to. Like, stop being a wuss. You don't look back, and that's not Kirito. That's not the guy we know. It made him super femme. He had, like, again, this weird vibe where he was just, like, concaving on himself and he didn't like what he did and it's like bro you had to it was needed to survive like stop with that so it was weird alicization really picked up i liked ugo i liked alice i really loved the underworld battle and everything it's just like when you do the tentacle thing with leafa eh, eh. when you do like little weird scenes like with Sinon where she's laying it's the fan service it's not needed that's not the show for it we don't we don't want the fan service really but I liked it. And I will say a saving grace to SAO2 is the progressive arc now, where they're actually releasing movies and taking you back through the climb of Eincrad peak. 
chef kiss i saw the first one haven't seen the second one yet oh my god it's really well done and it highlights on the part that most people will say is the best part of sao so that's my thoughts uh just be a little bit nicer when you critique sword art online okay let's see now what's the next one on this list as we're going down Number six is Boku no Pico, a story about a man and a young boy. I'm sorry, that's my wrong page here. Let me click off of that. Boku no Hero Academia, My Hero Academia at number six, with a total of 2.8 million members and a rating of 7.9 on my anime list. Now, personally, I know this is going to kind of piss a couple people off. I did not care much for this show. I will tell you why. It is a little kiddier for me. It's a shonen. It's not a seinen. It's a shonen meant for a younger audience. I didn't like the depth that they try to give you to Deku. I didn't like the ability that they have to make it seem like everybody is in this together. I didn't like the fact that it took so long to pick up in an attribute of finally seeing Deku go into his like dark mode and him now being Spider-Man and having all these other moves and stuff. Overhaul was the best part of this entire show for me. I stayed all the way up to Overhaul. I loved everything about him, of him being able to deconstruct and reconstruct anything that is a particle of matter and his backstory to why he was doing what he's doing. Is he even evil? That's a great question to ask. Like, is he? All the stuff he did was to survive, to help his own, to build within a world that seems so upside down. It's just, it's a real interesting one, you know? I loved Overhaul. He, for me, is the best character in this entire show. I know people love All Might. I know people love Deku or Bakugo, whatever. Uh, or t- what was his name? Tadora, Tadori, whatever. Uh, the guy that's the ice fire guy. I can't even remember now. But just to me, superheroes are a hit or miss. Again, there's too much out there. One Punch Man did it right. I love the satire vibe. I just didn't need this much of a show that it's just, again, it's going to be a long running show. So I know they're in like the villain one, the Great War, everything. They just had the villain arc. Now they're in the Great War. I haven't seen anything that, like after gosh, All Might steps down and like Incinerator or whatever his name's Incinerator, <laughs> whatever the the number two hero, I'm, I'm spacing on his name, but he becomes number one. I didn't watch any of that. I'm telling you, right after Overhaul, I bounced. I didn't care for it. It didn't keep my interest. It's just too much. Like it's just, it's hard to get me with these shonen shows because I need more from a story that's a little bit more of a dialogue base and a little bit deeper of a story plot setting than just like the power of friendship, the power of believing, the power of flicking my fingers until they all fall off in my arms because I'm using 200%. Just not my vibe. Again, I'm not saying it's a bad show. I'm not saying it shouldn't be your favorite show, but personally, ugh, it's a, it's a miss for me. I give it a C. Like a strong C plus. And I know that's going to hit a lot of people wrong. There's a reason why it's one of the most popular shows out there. I get it. And again, it's your cup of tea. I'm not going to be like these other people that say like, oh, Sword Art Online is absolute ass. No, uh, Boku no Hero is a good show. It's a very well-watched show. And it's made for the audience it's supposed to be, whether you're younger or older. It's a good watch. But again, personally, just doesn't do it for me. Deku cries a little bit too much, but I understand why his attributes of it are because he doesn't have superpowers. He meets his longtime hero. He develops into it. It's the growth of a young child. It's just too emotional, okay? Like, it's just, ugh, it's just too much. But again, I understand it. I'm not hating on it. I respect it. Just a C for me, okay? I understand if it's somebody's S tier, A tier, B tier. That's okay. It's a C in the first low grade I'm going to give on this list. Now, let's go down to number seven. 
which is, oh gosh, one of my all-time favorite shows to pronounce as anybody who is an anime fan on this show knows. Kamitsu no Yaiba! Oni-chan! I'm stuck in the dryer. Kamitsu no Yaiba! Namaru! Kimitsu no Yaiba, a.k.a. Demon Slayer, at number 7 with 2.7 million members, with a rating of 8.51. I think that's too high. Again, I'm going to follow this up by saying, if it wasn't for the animation, what would this show really have? Honestly, the animation style is the focal point and the carrying aspect of this show. Anybody and everybody I've talked to never says it's the storyline, never says it's the fact of the antagonist sometimes they'll say it's tanjiro's pure heart which i will give it to them tanjiro is just like honda sun from fruits basket it is a very pure heart character and it's a breath of fresh air to see somebody who is so just and pure within this evil world all the time i love that but oh god i don't remember his name the lightning dude it's spacing on me right now inosuke oh god what's his name i can't remember it but I don't like him. Like, he's just too loud. He's too over the top, yells too much, reminds me of Asta from Black Clover. It's just, dude, just stop. Like, I get it, bro. I, I, I understand it's, it's supposed to be emphasized as his type of character, and then, like, when he's completely knocked out and unconscious, he's the most cool, calm, and collected badass guy there's around there, but... Oh, God, dude, it's it just doesn't do it for me. And to hear a lot of people I've talked to about when it gets to the Mugen Train art and they say Rengoku is their favorite character in all of Demon Slayer, wow. A character that's there for, like, a cup of coffee? That's your favorite character just because of a quick backstory of him and his mother and family and the way he carries himself? Hmm. I mean, that says a lot about the show, doesn't it? And the main characters? Just saying. It's oof, a little weird, but the show itself, I get the po- I get the setup. Uh, they try to make you really yearn for the demons because a lot of them don't ask to become one and so they have to just survive and so you see what they have to do to not fear the wrath of Michael Jackson I get it I understand it it's a lot of new fans favorite shows especially some younger audiences my younger sister watches it she's 12 she loves it I get it I really do get it but again personally this is my rating for it I'm extremely biased and I tell you things from an analytical standpoint of how I see things it's a little too kiddy for me It's a little too redundant with the carrying line of what it's trying to show you. And also, I don't like that the focal point is the animation style. Because I could argue a lot of animes from early 2000s and back, 1990s, are better than a lot of these new shows. Honestly, fight me on it. Neon Genesis? Samurai Champlo? I mean, Cowboy Bebop? What? You want me to keep going? Code Geass? Death Note? Like, I can keep going, and the animation style is not the focal point, and it's some of the greatest shows we'll watch. Spice and Wolf? Like, what? So, again, I think that it's... Everybody's got a vibe, right? So, for me, I will give this one a B. I'll give it a B. I think I should also give Boku no My Hero, My Hero Academia a B, but I'll say it as a C. This one's a B for me. It's a strong B. I still think that this, the movie when I went to watch it was fun. But I do love, by the way, that the movies now are taking advantage of you fans. And they are showing you a lot of recaps. So like the Mugen Train, a quarter of it was a recap. And then in the newest, newest one, it's like half of it almost is a recap. Ha 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 That's what you get. Because again, if you're going to make uh, the animation style a focal point, well, then they're going to give it to you as much as they can because they're paying for it. So yeah, that's what I would say. Okay, let's do three more and at least do the top 10 for today's podcast. We'll come back and do some more. This is a lot of fun. I'm loving it. If you're not, shame on you. This is a good time. Number eight, Naruto. Now, Naruto, 
And I love saying, this is by a way, a little subsection here. I say names differently just to see if you're paying attention. I hope you know. Some people don't pay attention, so I have fun with it. Naruto, this is from back in 2002. It has 2.6 million members, and it is a 7.98 rating. I will say most people I talk to with Naruto, they all say Naruto is better in Shippuden. A lot of people say it because it's the newer one. It's the more of like the hyped one. It's like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I get it. I will personally say I liked Naruto better. I really liked Naruto, the base one. It's just one of my favorites. Uh, I would say personally too to see how everything goes with him, the progression of the Hokage, another Michael Jackson in this one too. (laughs) But the story is about a kid who's an outcast, no family, trying to be accepted, trying to find his place, pushing to be a Hokage. His weird like romantic bromance with Sasuke, a little weird, but you know, whatever. It's neither here nor there. Uh, The story is fun. It's very lighthearted. It's a shonen as well. It's for a younger audience. It's it's rated, I think, appleable in a right spot, about an eight. I would say this is a strong A for Naruto. I really liked Naruto. I really did. Naruto did a lot for me when I was younger. The storyline is fun. Who doesn't love ninjas? Who doesn't love doing the hand movements or the thousand years of hidden leaf? Uh, It's fun. I really like the whole ability of it and the portrayal of what it does for anime fans because a lot of people, I believe, are just Naruto fans and they're not a fan of anime. They just like certain animes and that's okay. So for what it's done to the culture, the show progression itself, the intros, Bluebird, one of the best ones. I think this show does it right. It's fun. It's engaging. Even though it is a little longer, and you know how I feel about longer shows, it's still a good time. It really is. So I know there's always the battle of pirates versus ninjas or superheroes. It's whatever your preference is. It's a fun show. It's very distinguished in the culture, and I think it's applicable. Uh, appropriately (laughs) rated within my anime list okay a couple more here at number nine tokyo ghoul boy oh boy do i have a lot to say about this one tokyo ghoul is 2.6 million members and is rated at 7.79 now the manga for tokyo ghoul and when you get all the way up to like white suit kaneki and everything that's going on with him ken kaneki the story gets so interesting it is a breath of fresh air to have such a interesting takes on these ghouls and like what they are. What are these fiends? What are these monsters? What what are these things that are eating people? Like what's going on? What happened to Ken? Who is this girl that lives within him? It's just it's such a fun show and the dark almost emo-ish vibes they tie into it and having that night kind of like mysterious and also almost like superhero-ish kind of a vibe. It's really cool the way they play it out. After the first season, and this is just anime-only rating, it falls off a cliff. I kid you not, after you watch the first season and you get to the climax of the ending when something big happens to him, of Ken really accepting himself being a ghoul, oh my gosh, is it is incredible. From a character progression and like the portrayal of the story development, it is top effing tier. But I'm not just rating the first season. I'm rating the entire show. There's three seasons, yeah. And after the second season, when I started, I was like, okay, um... Ken's kind of going like Anakin style, like Luke. He's just like kind of just doing his own thing or like Obi-Wan Kenobi. I must be in exile. It's just weird. But I was like, okay, I'll stick with it. And then you start the third season. And I literally looked around. And I was like, dude, what is going on right now? Like what, what am I watching? Is this, is this the same show? Why is the designs different? Like who is this? Did I just have a time skip? They don't tell you anything. And so as an entirety, I give it a C. 
And it really hurts my heart to do that because the show itself, there was so much opportunity. The, the, the literature side, like the reading manga, whatever it is, it's so good. And to have them destroy this show from an anime side, the adaptation, because I think I was reading that like the manga wasn't caught up, so they kind of just did their own thing. It's a little disappointing. It's a little heartbreaking to know that a show that is really good and that first intro, wow, it's probably one of the best ones I've ever heard. It's upsetting. It really is. There's a lot of opportunity there. I hope they remake it and come back to do it right and the justice it deserves. But yeah, I can't give it a higher rating than that. I think 7.7 is correct. I think that's a good rating for it on this list. Now, let's end with this one because let's see how much time we already done here. Holy moly. You know what? I'll try to do a couple more. I'll try to do a couple more. Number 10 is Hunter Hunter, the 2011 version. This has 2.6 million members and a rating of 9.04. I don't need to tell you much about this show. If you're an anime fan, you know. You know what's going on here. I love everything about it. I love the main characters. For some reason, I don't know how I feel about like a pedo clown. You know, his whole purpose within this. You know, Sky, I think it is or whatever. It's a little weird, but oof. Uh, going and everything with the characters, everything from the start to finish of where they left off. It really hurts to know like the creator of this show too is going through a lot of health problems. So that's why it's been on hiatus a lot of times and... I hope it comes to completion somewhere. It really does suck to not have it filled out, but it's a longer show. A lot of people have different views about it. Uh, it's a, it's a shonen too. It's a good time though. I like the pure heartedness to it. It's fun to see the whole growth and like how they have to become hunters and like the trials they have to go through in the beginning. They do a really good job of a plot setup and getting you engaged with trying to figure out where's his dad. Uh, where's he going? What, what is he doing? Kind of gave me like Ash Ketchum vibes where like, you know, he's a young kid going out into the world to become the best of the best. It was really cool, but the story's fun. A lot of people I've talked to has this as one of their like favorite shows. The one where they're going against like the, I'm forgetting the name right now, but it's like the, the ant army. I don't know why I'm spacing on the arc it was in, but it's a really good watch. Um, it might be one of the best parts of the show personally because of a lot of things that happen within it, but it's a really good show. And I think if you have the ability to spend a little bit of time to invest in an older show, since this one was back in 2011 now, it's a good time. Really good show. I would give it personally an A+. Not an S tier because again, it's not completed. It had to be on hiatus. But it's a really good watch. I mean, I'm talking about probably one of the most engaging and fun shows you can watch that isn't just based on its animation style, but the characters and the development of the story, and especially the abilities of our main character, even though sometimes it's always about the power of friendship, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, a couple more real quick. Number 11 is Your Name. Kimi no Nawa. It is Your Name. It is <laughs> probably Makoto Shinkai's best work unless you've seen Suzume yet, but this one has 2.5 million members and is rated at 8.85. Shame, I think this is a masterpiece of a movie. I think everything from it, from start to finish, the time lapses, the time switch, the body switches, Freaky Friday vibe, the whole entirety of a love attribute and the show ending with the title of it, what it is, oh my effing God. Do yourself a favor and please do this for me. If you have someone in your life that hasn't seen this movie and is not an anime fan, take the time and sit down for two and a half hours or two hours and watch this with them. I have a hard time believing they won't enjoy this movie or they won't have good things to say about it. This movie, everything Makoto Shinkai has done, masterpiece. Absolutely loved it. I think, again, this is his second best one now. Out of the three most recent ones, I talked about this with Tim. I have Suzume, Your Name, and Weathering with you, but 
All three of them are masterpieces to me. As an anime movie portrayal of start to finish storyline, everything invited from the side characters, the plot line, the story progression within a small time frame of just a movie, sensational. Sensational. Next to Studio Ghibli, this is probably the closest thing of great quality you'll get. Makoto Shinkai, absolutely great. And Red Whims, I love his scores he does for it. Now, let's do this last one real quick, and I will come back to do more of these with you guys. I promise. Uh, 12 was just another version of Attack on Titan, but number 13 is Steins Gate. Steins Gate with 2.4 million members, and it has a rating of 9.08. This might shock you. Masterpiece, S tier. I am in love with Okabe and Kurisu, the mad scientista. I love this show so much. It is such a big brain show from the attributes of giving you so many timeline switches and defects and changes because of green bananas and a microwave and text messages. It's crazy to see the butterfly effect of that. The smallest thing that happens in life can ultimately change the entirety of everything within your reality. One text message can change everything. One yes or no. One I'll go or don't go. One don't come or do go. It's just, it's crazy to me to see how much of this story is involved with the time switches. And then it gets so far down in these different time switches through the linear paths of like different dimensions, you could say. And to see the backtracking needed to be done by Okabe to save somebody so important to him, I'll tell you, Karisu. And what happens to her is unbelievable. It all makes sense. It's not convoluted. The secondary characters and the portrayal of what they're adding in with time traveling, the government, all this stuff, and the fact they made a second off series called Steins Gate Zero, which is conjointed to the original timeline from a different perspective of an altering pers uh, opinion, you could say, and perspective of the portrayal of the time involvement from other characters' perspectives and what Okabe and other things go through. It's insane to me. If you watch Steinsgate and then watch Steinsgate Zero, the story becomes a perfect masterpiece of everything that happens within this show. Short and sweet, sensationally done the characters are amazing and they add in the science attributes not like a hardcore like dr stone but it is so sensational it's an s tier for me it's a masterpiece one of the all-time greatest shows i have seen it should be higher than a 9.08 but i'll take that because in terms of my anime list that is an accomplishment so and Carissa should be on uh, some waifu lists just saying she's a babe i like my slender girls she's a babe so that was fun I honestly am a big fan of this, and I think that there's so many different ways we can expand this new segment of shows we can do with this, because I can do a Netflix one, I can do a movie one, I can do a 1990s anime one, like there's so many ways I can go about it, just shonen, just slice of lives, this is going to be a lot of fun, so I will come back and do some more on this in my anime list, but I think that was a just and perfect start, to see that Anime, we're always going to be biased, right? So my opinion should not deter you from your own. It should not sway you if you like or hate a show. It should not piss you off, but it should inspire some passion. It should make you either stand up and try to box with me and be like, hey, bro, you're going to swing? I'm going to swing back. Like, I'm going to tell you some things that you might not have said right about Boku no Pico. I mean, Boku no My Hero. <laughs> or some things you said about... Let's go back and see. Let me let's scroll up the list here. Scrolly, scrolly about Kamitsuno Yaiba. Or you're wrong about SAO. It's not that good. 
I love that. And that's why I created a place for all of us in Discord. It's a free platform. If you've never used Discord, use it. I made a community where we can all talk anime together. That's where my Patreon fam is. That's where the card breaking, where I rip open anime cards with people in the middle of the night to hunt signatures of your favorite voice, your favorite voice actors from the Weiss Schwartz products. I made a home for all of us where we host watch parties. We have gaming together. Like it's just join the Discord, okay? It's very easy to find it. Just look for me on any major platform. Any social platform, just search Anime Senpai Podcast. It's very easy. There's a link in my bio that takes you to all of my other stuff, whether you're on YouTube, wherever you're at. Join the Discord. It's free and be a part of our family. I get nothing from it rather than you guys staying updated on any content that's coming out, any events that I'm going to, any projects I'm working on. When the Patreon episodes come out, it's there for you. It's like my blog page and it's a lot of fun. So I love you guys. I'm very thankful that we get to do this every single week and I'm very excited to see how this YouTube side does now that YouTube has its own podcasting category. So shout out to all of you if you are there watching this. If you're listening to the audio file, go subscribe to YouTube again. Help your boy out. It costs you guys nothing to subscribe and to like a video or to leave a comment. I love to hear your guys' opinions and I would love to know what you think of these shows. This is a platform of conversation on an entertaining aspect of me giving you something to enjoy. So make sure you guys always stay around. Thank you for staying a while and listening and being a part of the family. Because as you know, I drop a new episode for you guys every Monday, God willing, to start your week off right, to have fun, and to show you there's somebody out there who cares about you and just loves anime. No matter how old you are, how young you are, where you're from, what language you speak, we can all enjoy it our way. So I can't wait to see you guys next week. Anime Senpai! Out. Out.